Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock, PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. And, Bo, you've got a lot of good insight that came from today's rookie minicamp for the Arizona Cardinals. But before we get to that, we thought, you know, it'd be a fun day on a late Friday afternoon to tease what we believe right now at early May will be the Arizona Cardinals 2023 record. Now we'll probably put <laughs> caveats on this bow. Who's healthy. Who's playing. Where's Buddha. Where's Kyler. Where's D hop. But as of today, my better half, Bo Brock and I are going to go through it game by game and tell you what we believe is going to go down in 2023. It's the ultimate fool's errand trying to predict the wins and losses the day after the schedule is unveiled in early May. Because we yeah. really don't know what this roster is truly going to shape out as, what these rookies are going to look like in training camp and preseason. As you mentioned, there's some variables there as far as the veterans on this team, like you know the status of your quarterback, which we'll have an update on here later, and uh, what your top wide receiver is going to do. And as you said, on the back end of your defense, the heart and soul of this organization, where's Buda Baker at any point during this season? So a lot working with, especially for a first-year head coach and Jonathan Gannon, but I think as far as the leadership of this organization, you have to feel a little bit more comfortable and confident in Jonathan Gannon and Monty Ossifert than you did in Steve Keim and uh, Cliff Kingsbury. I'll just say this. like Monty was out there today. We're getting yeah. more depth into what was on what transpired in the uh, rookie minicamp, but Monty's out there evaluating players, something that I don't remember seeing from his predecessor. Yeah, Steve Kime was not hands-on unless he absolutely had to be. You really get the sense Monty Austin Ford is a f- football junkie. He has an investment in this roster that needs a lot of tender, loving care. Let's let's just go ahead and say that. Cardinal Sin, thank you so much for the $5 Super Chat, friend of the program. It really depends on so many factors. Biggest being, when does Kyler Murray come back? I can see anywhere between three wins and maybe even nine. We're smacking Dallas, too, though. Um, and I'm with you. I think we've said that for the better part of a week and a half. Cardinal Sin is like, when is Kyler Murray coming back? Is he back in September? Is he back in October? Is he back in November? I mean, there are so many different elements and layers to this bull Brock. When you don't have your franchise quarterback, you're not going to be projected to win very many games. And that's what's going on right now with the Arizona Cardinals. So this has been put out there. A couple different you know, betting sites have the Cardinals as 
the worst team in the NFL. They're not favored to win any of their games. And they play the Houston Texans, which are like the co-favorites to have the top pick next year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Kyler Murray changes all of that. I've been, you know, on the record, Vegas does not care about any other position outside of quarterback. No other position in the NFL is worth more than a half a point outside of quarterback. So, yeah. for instance, Bo Brock, you got with our friends at BetMGM today, and it's like, okay, the Cardinals are a what? Five and a half point dog. Yeah. But that's presuming against Washington, there's no K1. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that definitely plays a factor. It's also on the heels of the news that uh, Ding Dong Dan Snyder is gone as far as yeah. the Washington Commanders and that the curse of that franchise. So maybe they figure that they could ride some momentum there in week one and maybe they'll have the facilities in one of the worst stadiums in the NFL fixed up and it won't have sewage just pouring from the upper decks onto the lower levels. Yeah. Uh, but they still, you know, Washington, five and a half points. That seems like it's a pretty large point spread uh, right out of the gates, but you know that's what you're that's what you're looking at as far as how teams are going to start to handicap this this roster at this point in the off season. Is it hasn't inspired any hope as far as what they've done as far as free agent ads coming off of a four win season the previous year. It's just you know as much as you want to be optimistic and you like the you know direction that the organization is going. The reality is that they are still undermanned you know, relative to the rest of the rosters in the league. And that's going to take a Herculean effort from the players in that building, developing, taking a step forward, producing results that nobody's expecting. And of course the coaching staff uh, empowering and enabling and and coaching these guys up enough to do so. So it's, it's going to take a lot to get there. And like anything, you know, beyond the four and a half win total that's projected or is out there by the odds makers, I think is, is icing on the cake during a rebuild, right? And, and I, I don't. Well, I'm not trying to be pessimistic or skeptical or anything. I just think that that's just reality, and it's a necessary evil. I'll push back. Only that you know, you look at teams me. like, like, yeah, like <laughs> last year, right? Everybody assumed they were going to be bad. They were terrible, yeah. right? They still ended up not with the number one pick. They didn't have Kyler Murray or D Hop or Buda Baker. Now, if you're telling me that two of those three players or maybe three of those players aren't going to be with the Cardinals all season or part of the season, then yeah, let's have a conversation. But like, yeah, star power is everything in the NFL. I'm not saying that those three singular players entities can get this team to the postseason nine or 10 wins, but like Kyler Murray and Deandre Hopkins alone have won games for this franchise. If they're playing and they're playing at a high level, that that's going to be a, a handful for a lot of these teams in an albeit a fourth place yeah. schedule. Now, Bo and I, I think we're on the record last year early on nine to 10 wins w- was our projection, even with a difficult schedule. I think we yeah. predicted nine and eight, 10 and seven with what football outsiders said was the hardest schedule in the NFL last year. So I don't think either one of us are going to go that far, but we were conservative. I mean, Vegas, everybody yeah. told us last year, Cardinals, even with the noise with K one's contract and people down in cliff Kingsbury, they were a playoff team. They were a firm playoff team. They were going to make the playoffs, so we rode that wave. Something tells me, at least, I'm going to be in the minority as it relates to, I don't agree with the over-under with Vegas. I don't think four and yeah. a half is the right number, but I'm going to turn it to my co-host here. <laughs> the floor is yours to predict yeah. the 2023 those receipts, those receipts as far as our win prediction is like, uh, it's, it's as embarrassing as my parents no, presenting the uh, receipts for my Jenko jeans back in middle school. <laughs> like I'm, I am just yeah. red in the face, embarrassed, and I can't hide from it. And it's a nightmare, but will this be as equally nightmarish? I don't know. I mean, I think, like I said, they, they could surprise, 
but I'm also going to try to be as realistic as possible. Let's start week one. Sean, if we will, let's pull up the uh, the glorious schedule that you had 30 minutes before the schedule was actually unveiled. Whatever. And uh, the entire PH Next Cardinals team uh, is I'm just, I'm the only person that cares about this, but we nailed it 30 minutes before the NFL unveiled the schedule, which is, uh, which is legit. So September yeah. 10th, just uh, outside the nation's capital, will they have some momentum there after changing ownership? Ron Rivera, the quarterback room in D.C., Eric Bieniemy, kind of the first time as a primary play caller. It doesn't really inspire that much confidence in me. I think Colt McCoy, if he's your starting quarterback in this situation, uh, Johnny, I think that he can go out there and operate this offense, get the ball out quick, do what Drew Petzing wants, and I think that the Arizona Cardinals can win ugly week one. Uh, I'll double down. I'm with you. Cardinals are winning week one, whether they have Kyler Murray or not. This is a winnable game. Ron Rivera on the hot seat. And listen, their front seven's fantastic. It's what got them back into viability last year, but they had a slow start last year. They started one and five last year. They're susceptible to the run game, specifically running quarterbacks. And as much as I'm bullish on Johan Dotson, Terry McClellan, their quarterback situation is troublesome at best. I think their offensive line has seen some erosion. So I'm going to go outright with you. Cardinals pull the shocker of week one. They get a road win at Washington, an immediate buy-in with Jonathan Gannon, Bo. Yeah, and and that that goes a long way. Uh, and, you know, momentum is great. Uh, I think you're going to probably ride a, a pretty uneven flow this entire season. And it starts back in week two, so you, you could – you can win that road game to open up the season, but it, you're taking on a Giants team uh, in week two, nine, seven to one the previous season, right? Uh, you know, they played a lot of close games last year. Danny Dimes, I'm not a believer in them. Didn't blow anybody out, but they're well-coached, elite rushing attack, sound defense. I think that, you know, you get another year from Thibodeau, who's an absolute animal coming off the edge. That defense and rushing attack is too much, even at home. Mike Kafka revenge game first L of the season. Wrong. Cardinals Don't do this to me. Jonathan Gannon. No, I am. I'm sorry. Who are the quarterbacks of these two teams to start this year? Dirt McGirt are for both <laughs> of these teams. I'm going to tell you right now. Cardinals are beating the Giants week two and starting two and zero. Oh. Um, now that trend's not going to continue as you see from my predictions, but they're going to start two and zero. Oh. The Giants are. One of the most overrated teams. I think Dable's a magician. He's fantastic, right? They snuck up on everybody last year. I think they get off to a slow start this year. The Cardinals are due for some good mojo at home. And I'm going to tell you right now, September 17th, I will not be surprised if OK1 suited up for this game to take on his what? draft. That's his when dra- you're, that's what you're. You got I'm K-1 not going to say I'm back. predicting it. I won't be surprised if he takes on his draft counterpart in Danny Dimes. Remember, everybody loved Danny Dimes that first year. They oh. said, "Oh, he had a better deep ball than Kyler Murray." I, I think the Cardinals get the dub at State Farm Stadium. You can force Danny Dimes into some turnovers. Cardinals are starting two and zero with two took victories care of the against ball the last year. You have to give them credit, man. Not After this time, baby. Kind of a turnover machine. But who's who's forcing the turnovers? BJ Ojolari, TBD, I mean, TBD, TBD. I, I just I I can't I, I as much as optimistic as I want to be. I just can't start you know making those I, here, predictions. If I'm going to predict them to get like, wins, Bo, I'm going to predict it against marginal quarterbacks. It's not even going to come down on the shoulders of of, of Daniel Jones as Barkley, who's going to just. I, like you look at their wide receiver core, it's, it's terrible. It's Slate and it's Paris Campbell. They did add Darren Waller, but you know, 
It's a one ugly last year. And then what happened is when people figured them out, the wheels fell off. Now they beat the Vikings in the postseason. That was commendable. All right. But they lost. They, they blew games at the end of the season. They almost lost to the commanders. They got smoked by, they had a tie with the commanders in December. Yeah. I mean, if you're projecting the commanders to be a beatable team. I think the giants are right there. I, Listen, they're not going to be favored they're in far any and way. I think you, you you're discounting a little too much as far as the G-men, but let's not spend too much time on them. Okay, okay. I, I hear what you're saying. I I agree. Like they're not as good as nine seven one. They probably no. will take a step back. But as you're looking at, you know, roster for the Cardinals has still got a long way to go. Week three, mm. Dallas Cowboys come to town. They went twelve and five. I think this is a bad matchup for the yeah. Cardinals. They uh even though they've they're two and zero, oh, uh, while Kyler Murray's been an Arizona Cardinal against. The uh, the Dallas Cowboys, Dak, Ceedee Lamb, Tony Pollard now gets the uh, he's the bell cow there. I like what they did in the draft. They added uh, the big hog Molly on the defensive line from Michigan that we love, Mazzy Smith. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is maybe your first lopsided L of the season, and that's fine. There are going to be games like this. There's too much firepower in that receiving core. Brandon Cooks, nice compliment to Ceedee Lamb, Cardinals. Will not have Garrett Williams, you would assume, at this point in the season, and he's a third-round pick for a reason. This is this is a run-and-shoot team with too much talent. And again, I don't know if it'll be grossly lopsided. Gannon had some success in Philadelphia against Dallas, but I, I am chalking it up as the Redbirds' first loss of the year. Although, you know, Dak Prescott's been known to turn the ball over, and I... Cardinals start with Samojo, and they're, they're believing early, and the, and the skill players for Arizona... Like you can make fun of the defensive line, the cornerback room. If they've got Hollywood Brown and they've got DeAndre Hopkins and James Conner and Trey McBride, like I think the offense has a an immense, immense ceiling, assuming Kyler Murray gets back and is playing. And you can put points against Dallas, but it's too much, especially if they're starting Colt McCoy or Clayton Tuner, whomever. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. They lose September twenty-fourth. Week four, October 1st at the San Francisco 49ers up there. Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara. Jonathan Gannon's Eagles defense punished the Niners, knocked Brock Purdy out of the game. They were basically running wildcat some form of that the rest of the game. They only put up seven points. But look, I hate it to say it. I, I hate San Francisco with the uh, the fire of a thousand suns. But yeah, I think they're one of the most talented rosters in the league. And that this is another loss for the Cardinals. They're just too good. Yeah, I'm not going to say bloodbath, but I think it could get ugly. The Cardinals defensive, this is where I think the biggest gap remains for the Arizona Cardinals into 2023 and beyond, especially in the division. The Niners' weakness or the Arizona Cardinals' strength. The Cardinals would love to be able to penetrate on the defensive line. The offensive line for San Francisco is immense with Trent Williams. And then on the flip side, like the Cardinals' offensive line, I think, is going to be better, but it's going to take some time. This isn't a good matchup, especially you got Paris Johnson Jr. playing against Tariq or Tyron Arms, Tariq Armstead and and um, Nick Bosa and company. I also think the Cardinals they're, they're going to have a difficult time stopping the run. Where have you heard that before from San Francisco? They need another <laughs> off season. Um, and look at those first two teams that they beat. And yes, they want to run the football as well, but they're just they lack a creativity that you have from San Francisco. I don't think San Francisco should have Super Bowl aspirations given the limitations from Brock Purdy coming back from injury, but they they do beat the Cardinals. Cardinals, at least for me, start two and two, Bo. Two and two. I've got it differently. I've got it at one and three. Then you got Joe Burr, a talented offense. Uh, T. Higgins, you've got uh, Jamar Chase, all those wide receivers. Really, They kept their coordinators. They were able to keep their coaching staff intact. 
I think uh, when you talk about true contenders, Cincinnati is still in that conversation. Uh, this is this is a tough one. Bad news for the Cards. This is a loss. Yeah, uh, it's like Dallas plus, right? They've got the weapons. They've got the quarterback that doesn't make mistakes. Luana Rumo, darling, revenge of the Arizona game. Cardinals co- coaching search. Yeah, revenge game. That's why I'm convinced, like, I don't think they're going to start 0-3 at home. So if, yeah. if you had to put me under the gun, I think they beat the Giants of these first three at home. I think Gannon gets a win at home, and they're going to win a game they're not supposed to. Unfortunately, that's not going to be Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I do firmly believe, is in the Super Bowl bubble, whereas the Cardinals are, depending on who you talk to, it's the furthest from. But again, this is the toughest stretch of the season. Dallas, San Francisco, yeah. Cincinnati, three teams a lot of people think are going to be in the Super Bowl picture, whereas the Cardinals are not. So you get through this unscathed, and I say unscathed, yeah. like, are people healthy? Do you have some optimism? Did you get one or two wins under your belt within the first five? If that's the case, it really sets you up, hopefully, for a nice soft landing spot the rest of the year, depending on who you play. I mean, through week eight, Cardinals opponents had a close to 600 win percentage last season. Yeah. That's a murder as well. And yeah. even like we, we got to hope that Lou Anarumo is out the night before as late as he was when we saw him in Indianapolis at the combine, he was, he was chopping it up. He was having a good time. Hey, he's like, I'm not, I'm not a head coach yet. I don't have to behave myself. Not not a lot of head coaches. were. I guess he was in his hotel room getting some sleep so he could get a good pump in the morning and work out. Jonathan Gannon, his coaching staff. That's right. Uh, Week six, LA Rams, you know, look, the Rams, they really could be in worse shape than the Arizona Cardinals. Multiple position groups are at the bottom of the NFL. I mean, you, the only position groups that I think that they are in the middle to upper tier of the NFL, maybe quarterback, wide receiver, Cooper Cup elevates and, and pulls a lot of heavy lifting there. And then, of course, defensive line, the interior yeah. of the defensive line with Aaron Donald. But other than that, you look at their edge rushers, awful. Their offensive line, awful. Their linebacking core, bad. Their cornerbacks, bad. Their safeties, really bad. So this is one of the worst rosters in the league. It's on. It's it's at home. I think that this is like with the Cardinals struggling this season. I think this is the 2018 version of the Niners, where the Cardinals could sweep them in the season series. I think they get a dub here. I'm with you, and I think Kyler Murray's back by October 15th. So you got K1 rocking and rolling. Let's go under JG and company, and I think they draw their record. I'm going to tell you right now, three and three is on the table. Uh, I think they beat the Giants and the Washington Commanders. I think they beat the LA Rams week six. I think this is the perfect time. I love that the Rams are later in the schedule. And by later, I mean after after month one. Put the If, if Kyler Murray's not going to play, put the difficult teams in month one. Put the Bengals and put the Niners and put the Cowboys. Put them all in there. Ky, let Kyler Murray run and shoot at L.A. I think, I think it's going to be one of those kind of games where like, people have to perk up in their chair and they're like, oh, yeah, the Cardinals, they're, they're feisty in the L.A. Rams. You can you have an opportunity to push the LA Rams further into insignificance, right? Because Cooper Cup off an injury, Donald's about done, Matthew Stafford's about done. Man, I'd love to see Stetson Bennett play play snaps from them. Did you see, by the way, Bo Brock? There's a hot rumor going around. He didn't even graduate. He was How there. How's that possible? Six, he was there for he six and a half years. At this point, as long as he was at Georgia, that's right. But he's going to pick he's up Brandon Wilder, and he didn't even get his degree. He didn't get his diploma. Uh, What's going on with that? I would much, much rather be the Arizona Cardinals than the LA Rams. I know that that's the homer in me talking, but I'm no. I, I, about look, that. I don't disagree with. I really don't. I, I mean, okay. as far as what they they mortgaged the future, and it was they should have, and they've got a Super Bowl. They hoisted right. a Lombardi Trophy. It was worth it. But now they're having to make payments on that, yep. and they don't. They don't have a lot of draft capital, and they the don't have a lot of talent on that Rams. roster. 
yep. you saying three and three though. I mean, your waiter come, is coming over and filling up your half glass. People are, people are upset me in the chat, Robert in the chat saying Johnny thinks we're going to be three and three while Vegas has them winning four games all year. But the caveat Robert is I think Kyler Murray is going to be back. And I think Kyler Murray is going to surprise people. Which which date, which which, as we have the schedule up here, what, what what are you circling here again for Kyler? Well, you've got some insight on K1. We're going to tease for a later segment. Me and my novice. You're a dirty dog with that. I am. Will you put that on Twitter? I saw you put that on Twitter. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now. I I think Kyler Murray's back first week of October. All right. Think about I what's today. Today is we're going to get into this later. Stick buckle up. May 12th. May, May 12th. The season starts in five. This months. is the, uh, the, today is the uh, 2023 Los Angeles Rams. It's five, 12, five and yeah. 12, uh, <laughs> six months. He's got six months between now and October. Uh, I'll see you for Halloween. Kyler Murray, put on your best disguise. Cause you're going to light some people up in October. That's my opinion. Seattle Seahawks week seven, October 22nd, a week before uh, people are going to be celebrating Halloween. I, I'd love to say that this is a kind of a revenge game for what Seattle did ahead of schedule last year against the Cardinals, sweeping yep. them, winning 2-0. and I just, I can't up in Seattle. I know for whatever reason, the Cardinals the last couple of years have had that ability to surprise people with wins on the road up in the Pacific Northwest. But if you're just looking at it on paper, uh, even though I'm not completely sold on, on on Seattle, they were a bit fraudulent last year, and maybe they'll take a. I don't think that they're poised for a massive step forward. Um, I, I think the Cardinals lose this game. I do too. Too difficult of an environment. The Seattle loaded up. I don't think Seattle is going to be as robust. I think Geno Smith's going to take a step back this year. Um, but I I think they're too talented. They're too well coached. They're the opposite of the Rams, where they've rebuilt the right way. And I do think they have a ceiling, but. They, they were a beatable team last year. Kingsbury and company fumbled that opportunity. I think the Cardinals fall to three and four. I, again, very difficult place to play. They had a robust rookie class last year that paid dividends. Their draft class this year is impressive, as everybody's been telling us. That's for, for a team that's going to be very young, even with Kyler Murray to go into that environment, Bo, with the 12th man, I, I think it's an L. I, hopefully it's a competitive yeah. L, but it's an L nonetheless to fall to three and four. Healthy Lamar Jackson in week eight. That does not bode well for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think that's a loss. It's They're hosting them. At least you have the Ravens coming to the desert. Yeah. Uh, but I think the Ravens are going to be a team that are going to be a force this year. You know, what what they do in the postseason, I have no idea. Obviously, health is a big factor with that team at the quarterback position, much like the Arizona Cardinals. But I don't think it matches up well with their current roster construction. You know, what Steve Kime left or what he didn't. And, you know, what Monty Ossifort was kind of left with uh, kind of an empty cupboard defensively. It's just tough to keep up with that offensive playmaking at the QB position. Dobbins could be healthy finally at the running back position. They add Odell Beckham. They add Zay Flowers in the draft. Uh, and, of course, they've got the local kid from here at Desert Mountain, uh, the, the tight end position. I, it, he was one of the best in the league. It's just a bad matchup for the Cardinals. I have him dropping uh, to two and six in week eight. It's a bad matchup. Here's what I'll say, though. If Lamar and, and Odell aren't healthy, all bets are off, and they haven't been healthy. Odell yeah. is on a one-year prove-it deal. He hasn't been the same since he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. Lamar got paid, and I, but I think, I think he's probably more willing now to play hurt because he got paid, and I don't want to project injuries, but I think you know, two months into the season, if they're banged up, that's not going to be a surprise to anybody. That is a terrible matchup for the Arizona Cardinals. That I could see 
a scenario in which Lamar goes for about 200 on the ground, just because the Cardinals do not have the horses yet. I emphasize yet yeah. to bolster their defensive line. They need three techniques. They need five techniques. They need to revamp their linebacking core. You need B.J. Ojolari to get some experience. I mean, I think the Cardinals are going to be better than people think against the pass, and I think they're going to be opportunistic because that's what Gannon coaches. But at the end of the day, like you either have people movers or you don't, and I think the Ravens, unfortunately, are going to eat the Cardinals alive with the run game and play action. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. So through eight weeks of a 17-week or 18-week season, 17-game season, I've got the Cardinals at two and six, and this is where the schedule turns. So yeah. the like one through eight or two through eight, it's it's a gauntlet, and then weeks nine through about 16, uh, you've got a sub-400 win percentage coming your way, and it starts with the Cleveland Browns. JG goes home, his home state of Ohio, Grew up in the around the Cleveland area, taking on the Browns. Cards two and zero against Cleveland since drafting Kyler. You gonna go out on a limb and give him that dub? I'm not because those were against what Baker Mayfield. If Baker <laughs> yeah. Mayfield was playing this game, I would say they've got an opportunity. Uh, I just think again, Nick Chubb, if if he's healthy and playing, and that offensive line is one of the best. Look at Cleveland's roster. Deshaun Watson debacle aside, it's one of the deepest rosters in the NFL. Miles Garrett, they got a bunch of motivated pass rushers. They're a complete team. Now, I think they have a ceiling, and I'm not a Watson fan anymore, but I think they, they're just too talented. That's a very difficult – I mean, it's night and day from when the Cardinals traveled to Cleveland two years ago and were the complete team and put a whooping on Baker Mayfield and company. The Cardinals are a much different team now. I think it'll be competitive, but again, you talk about it being worn down by three straight teams in Seattle, Baltimore, and Cleveland, both that want to run the football effectively – Cardinals, again, just don't have the horses. A competitive loss brings them to three and six for me, Bo. Yep, I got it as an, as an L as well, but a competitive game. I think more uh, they're getting closer to competition. That's uh, where the, the Cardinals roster is closer to than the previous eight games. Uh, this is where I think the Arizona Cardinals, th these next couple of weeks are going to have an opportunity to get a couple wins, maybe string back-to-back -back games in a row. The Atlanta Falcons... Seven and ten last year. The solution to their awful defense was signing an 87-year-old Calais Campbell, who I got nothing but love for, but the guy's too long in the tooth. A washed Bud Dupree, bust Jeffrey Okuda. They traded for, <laughs> and they drafted a running back at eighth overall. And they're gonna they're gonna put Desmond Ritter out there at quarterback. Inspire, that's a dub for me. It is, uh, and this is when the season turns. Unlike Cliff Kingsbury, when it turns on a dime for the wrong reason. Week 10, the Cardinals host Atlanta, and I, I'm going to say they route Atlanta. And you Ooh. start to look up and you say, okay, we got some buy-in here. The team secures their fourth win of the season, which, uh, you know, at least for Arizona's uh, purposes, puts them out of the Caleb Williams talk. Kyler Murray's playing really good football. They're running the football effectively. Hollywood Brown, I think, is going to eclipse 1,000 yards this year. You know, we'll see. If DeAndre Hopkins is still on the team. I think he's going to be effective, especially in the red zone. So, I love this matchup in Week 10. That's the perfect cushion landing spot. The first month of the season is unequivocally the most difficult. Uh, uh, you know, I don't want to back. I don't want to backtrack. Yeah. If you can get, like my co-host said, two wins or me optimistic, three wins. That sells. That sets yourself. That sets them up for success later on in the year. Sure. And I think it begins right here in Week 10. For me, they get the dub. They move to a very respectable four and six. I mean, we saw Atlanta late last season. They they were brutal, and and they moves, won seven games in the it, NFC. The moves ins inspired no hope. I don't like what Terry Fontenot did down there. 
Uh, Arthur Smith is not, you know, improved. He's, he's been kind of a mid coach the entire time. Okay. Week 11, as you mentioned, look, this is the first time on my schedule of predictions. They went back to back games. They go into nice. Houston, the, the team that they hold their first and third round pick for next draft. They beat the Texans. The Texans, I believe misdiagnosed where they were in their rebuild trading up from 12 to three was a mistake. Sure. Will Anderson is a good player. Uh, but you got Ohio State quarterback early on. They stink out of the gates. Ohio State quarterbacks 15 and 41 uh, since 2007 starting games in the NFL. That ain't getting it done. CJ Stroud, he's going to be good, but it, can he change that narrative year one? I think that's a little bit too soon. I think this is, we're going to get the Houston Texans to the best possible time for the Cardinals. They're going to be playing a lot of young players and they're going to hit a rookie wall. CJ Stroud and company, Will Anderson Jr. I, I think this team receiving core is one of the worst in the NFL. I think they'll be feisty early on and people will buy in and then they'll start to lose some momentum sometime around Thanksgiving. And again, perfect back-to-back -back scenario to build confidence. You beat Atlanta at home. You go to Houston. Not a difficult travel schedule. You allow Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray going back to Texas. Good things happen. I, and shoot, if DeAndre Hopkins is on the team, it's a homecoming for him of sorts too. So I love that match. The Cardinals are more talented than Houston. The only reason, Bo, Vegas and company think Houston is going to win more games is because they play in the AFC South. If Cardinals play in the AFC South, you probably see a different tune. So I, I'm going to have the Cardinals winning this matchup. I'm going to say it's a handed, handed victory because you've got Kyler Murray now clicking on all cylinders. I'm going to say they move to five and six after week wow. 11. Johnny. All right. Get Bold. the Kool-Aid out. Stir it up. Week 12. Yeah, you're guzzling it, but that's too much sugar for you. Yeah. Five and 12 Rams from past season. I already have a win over the Rams. I said that I think that they sweep the season series. They're going to be an interesting case, especially by week 12. What are they doing with 35-year-old Matthew Stafford, 32-year-old Aaron Donnelly? He turns 32 in the next couple of weeks. Happy birthday to you. But, you know, as far as defensive tackles having success that late in their career, there's not a large precedent for that. So I think that, it's iffy that both of those two players are still playing. I think the cards can get that dub. I think Three so in a row. Too. My God, it's a win streak. 500 Cardinals by week 12. <laughs> Who would have thought? And firmly in the postseason race, the Cardinals sweep the LA Rams. The LA Rams have a first round pick next year. The LA Rams may move their attention to tank mode. Yeah. If, if, if Stafford and company go, I, I think we're going to get Stetson Bennett late in the season. I'd love to see it by week 12 you're going to see the difference of two franchises, one going up and one going down hard, and you're going to start to hear those whispers. McVay going to TV, Stafford retiring. Could they trade Cooper Cup? Donald retiring. I, I think the LA Rams are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL yeah. next year. I think McVay will get them three or four wins. I think that might be it. Two of their losses, though, are going to come at the hands of Jonathan Gannon, and he's inexplicably going to have the Arizona Cardinals at 500 after week 12, Bobrock. Would it be funner? Would it be a lot more fun if, if LA like maybe won some games early that they weren't supposed to and then started mortgage the future for and trading for players? Before, no, before I don't the think they would do that. I don't think they would. That'd do be that. hilarious. I think those Look, days are you're giving too much, uh, too much to Les Snead. He, he was a bad GM uh, before McVay. That's Might true. still be a bad GM. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, this is where I think the, the after their uh, it was that post bye week. Did we already pass the bye? No, week? we have not yet. This is okay. This is the so game this is before the game the going into the bye. Now there's all this momentum, but I think the Steelers they're always heating up at this time of year, right? So I think Mike Tomlin he's got a really solid defense. I, I don't think that this is a. It's in the Steel City. 
It's not, it's going to be cold. I think that this is uh, not conducive to a Cardinals win. Agreed. And I think they're going to be running on fumes at that point. I think this is like the third straight season. They have a late buy. Tomlin is fantastic in the month of December. While I'm not bullish on baby hands, Kenny Pickett, their <laughs> culture, Najee Harris. I mean, just a December game in Pittsburgh. And if you're the Arizona Cardinals, at least with how they're constructed, that's not a recipe for success. So this is a game they're going to get beat up, unfortunately. Just enough time for the bye week. But yeah, this is this is where the schedule, at least, I, you know, my optimism remains. I think even if you get to 500, you lose out. And I don't have them losing out necessarily. It's still a winning season in, in the most of the fans' eyes. You've, you've eclipsed expectations. But right now, it's like a back-to-reality moment. And it starts in week 13 with a with a lopsided L to Mike Tomlin falling to six and seven for me. Going into the bye week, uh, for me, five and eight. Come out of the bye, you host the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they're probably at that point trying to stack wins for the division, stack wins for the first round bye in the NFC playoffs. I think that's a loss. Uh, what do you think? I mean, there's not much yeah. more to say to that. Well, I mean, but listen, I think they'll... Who's playing quarterback for them? Is Purdy healthy? Is Trey Lance any good? No. What's happening? Is Sam Darnold starting this game? I, The Niners are so unprecedented, similar to the Cardinals, because you just don't know the certainty of their quarterback health. So this is not the same as playing a team established with a Mahomes or Josh Allen or Justin Herbert late in the year. The Niners are very predicated on the rest of their 53-man roster outside of quarterback. Yeah. And if the quarterback isn't healthy, Nick Bosa has been known to get nicked up, uh, no pun intended. So I, I do think that they could be ripe for an upset late in the year if Kyler Murray's back and the offense is bought and bought in. And yeah. Jonathan Gannon has the, like that's if you told me that the one game they weren't supposed to win that they won was Niners December 17th. I, that would not surprise me at all because the Niners, I think, are vulnerable. I think it's a house of cards that could go at any moment. But for the sake of this argument, I'd be re- you know remiss if I didn't say that they would lose this game. So they fall to six and eight for me. Yeah, uh, this is this next week, Christmas Eve, week sixteen against the Chicago Bears. This is the most uh, probably the, the the best chance to get a win before the end of the season for the Cardinals yeah. uh, with Kyler Murray in the lineup. I think that they easily, as far as the battle of the quarterbacks, the ability to throw the football, Kyler Murray edges out e- handily a guy like Justin Fields. I mean, at this point in the season, I'm curious to see what the conversation is around Justin Fields. You know, he's going to probably absorb a lot of hits this season. You know, can he keep it up? Is running as much as he, as he has in the past? Does he find rhythm as far as throwing the football bears? I think that they can get the win, but then I look at Philly after that. I look at Seattle after that. I think that this is your last chance at a win. I think it's a dub. Uh, and I'll tell you why. I think the Cardinals and the Bears have a very similar makeup, but I think the Cardinals have a better quarterback in this scenario. And I think, with, like, skill player-wise, like, I like DJ Moore and company, but, like, give me Diop, give me Hollywood Brown, health permitting. I also think the Cardinals' offensive line is way better. I mean, the Bears are still reliant on Tevin Jenkins, and, and they're going to start Darnell White, right? But Braxton Jones wasn't very good last year. And then their defensive line, we talk a bunch of grief about the Cardinals defensive line. Like the bears defensive line is, is right there in terms yeah. of being extremely underwhelming. And they had to overpay Tremaine Edwards and TJ Ed, uh, Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. Their secondary is not great. So the, the bears are an easy team to love this off season because fields is dynamic, but yeah. to Bo's point, like how beat up is he at the end of next year, especially with expectations, 
This is this is the Cardinals' last win for me in 2023, and it's their seventh. And while Gannon won't get Coach of the Year votes, I think it will be a commendable job if he's able to pull this off. Yeah, loss at Philly, probably loss at home against Seattle. Sure. As far as what they're playing for at that point in the season, probably a little bit more for the Cardinals than, you know, maybe they're looking to to stay within the top 10 of the, of the NFL draft. I've got them finishing at 6-11. That's a very optimistic 6-11. Uh, people probably scoff at that idea, but look, it's, it's really hard to be that bad, like to, yeah. to bottom out and to play at four and 13, you know, four and a half wins, as we said, is the win total. Uh, it, it's, that's just a dreadful year. It, it's just a, a brutal year. And I just think people are underestimating how, how like the ball has to bounce a certain way to even be that bad. Gannon loves being an underdog. I know that for a fact. And and he will have his team ready to go and thrive with the underdog mentality. And to Bo's point, to lose that many games. I mean, for for the NFL to project with a team that could have Kyler Murray, Diop, Hollywood Brown, Buda Baker to win four games. I mean, a lot's got to go wrong. You got to be not healthy. You got to have injuries, right? You got to have turnover problems. I'm bullish on Drew Petzine and and Nick Rallis mm. on top of Jonathan Gannon. I think just the Cardinals are just a smarter operation. And, Bo, how many games did they win this past year? They win three games, four games. I mean, I think they won four games, and they were a complete and utter mess. They, yeah. were, they were a terrible watch, and Kyler Murray missed a large chunk of that. I, I just think by – and they had a really difficult schedule. I just think by default they're going to be better. Now, seven wins for me is is optimistic. I will say that. But it's what I mentioned yesterday. How many elite quarterbacks do you face if you're the Arizona Cardinals and you look at my, the landscape of the wins that I'm projecting? If Kyler Murray plays, the large majority of those, the Cardinals will have the quarterback advantage, assuming yeah. he's healthy. So well, I like the Cardinals' chances in those games. Yeah, one of the Cardinals' uh, opponents just made a big-time trade in the NFL. We'll give you the details on that. Does it affect their win total, as Johnny mentioned, four and a half According to our friends over at BetMGM, regardless of how you feel as far as our predictions go, we're going to be hanging out at BetMGM all season long, Johnny. Yeah, we absolutely will. We love our friends at BetMGM. I hope you guys had an opportunity to go out to all of the Suns Away watch parties presented by Neutral. If you missed out, no worries. Hopefully we're back next year. We're going to be back there every Sunday for game day this fall with our friends at BetMGM. Phenomenal job. Check them out at the lawn at State Farm Stadium. And in the meantime, if you have not signed up for BetMGM yet, Use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, where you dabble. But for our friends in Arizona, our Arizona audience, you're going to get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you're using that sweet, sweet bonus code PHNX and check out the show notes for full details. And my guy Shane Diefenbach, talk about it in the disclaimer below. Claimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. If you're looking for a spot to take mom for Mother's Day, look no further than our friends over at Four Peaks. Unbelievable menu, I'm sure. They always have great food. Get them with the appetizers, you hit them with the entrees, you hit them with the desserts. 
and then you hit them with the great beer, right? Maybe the bourbon barrel selection, get a nice bourbon barrel kilt lifter. Mom would love that, right? So smooth. It's been aged perfectly in that bourbon barrel. Or if she's maybe an IPA gal, get her one of the great IPAs, maybe a hop knot, maybe a hazy, or she likes the number one wow wheat, the number one wheat beer in the state of Arizona. You can get it at Four Peaks, of course, Arizona's top brewery. And check out what they're doing for teachers. You got to go to the website, fourpeaksforteachers.org. They're helping you. You can donate there. They're doing $4 core for pints. Uh, they're giving you great data as far as what the uphill climb that teachers have as far as they spent 94% of teachers spend their own money on school supplies. Wow. They've got lift a kilt for teachers, a percentage from every can, bottle, or pint of Four Peaks kilt lifter sold used to expand the program to provide supplies for thousands of teachers in need. Check out the website just for info or to donate. Uh, and also make sure you're following Four Peaks and all the socials. Of course, you got them on uh, Instagram at Four Peaks Brew and on Twitter at Four Peaks Pub. You can get all the latest from your premier Arizona brewery, uh, including you know some watch events that are going on, some great events that are always going on in our favorite brewery. Got to be 21 years or older to uh, enjoy the beer. Got to drink it responsibly, but we love our partnership over at Four Peaks. We absolutely do. Thank you for all who came out to our draft party at Four Peaks Thursday night of the draft. It was a banner time. We hope to get to do it again. Uh, you teased it. Breaking news. Darius Smith, formerly of the uh, Minnesota Vikings, has been traded. The uh, three-time Pro Bowler is going to the Cleveland Browns for an unexchanged draft pick. Uh, it's been kind of rumored for some time Minnesota's looking to kind of overhaul some of the more expensive contracts on the roster. There's rumors that Dalvin Cook could be outright released at some point. I think that's maybe a little rich, but I mean, what does this do now? The trade market post-draft, Bo Brock, maybe starting to heat up. Our, our, you know, some of our friends on Twitter suggesting could this be the time that DeAndre Hopkins hmm. gets traded? Yeah. I don't know about that. But I also think the Cardinals have all the leverage in the world when it comes to D-Hop. Yeah, it was, it was basically kind of a just a contract exchange, right? I mean, they reworked Smith's uh, contract, which guarantees him $11.75 million in 2023. His new agent, uh, Eric Burkhart, Kyler Murray's agent, worked the oh, deal for him. Friend of the program. Um, but Vikings got a 2024 fifth and a 2025 fifth mm. in exchange for Zadari Smith, yeah. uh, who comes along with the sixth and seventh rounder in 2025. So, you know, this is a guy who had double-digit sacks. We saw him when the Cardinals played the Vikings earlier this season. And, you know, he's an upgrade over Jadavian Clowney. I think everybody would agree, agreed to that. And with him, Miles Garrett, that's a nightmare uh, for potentially at that point in the season for the Cardinals to be playing with some young offensive linemen if, if that's how things work out. Yeah, Zadarius Smith, once upon a time for the Packers, was uh, a handful. And now with Miles Garrett, the, that's a really quality bookend. Cleveland, again, their, their roster is pretty stacked. Minnesota, I think, you know, are they looking ahead to the post-Kirk Cousin era? It remains to be seen. They're kind of in purgatory which is the, what the cardinals don't want to be in and a big part of that is going to be the rookie class bull brock yeah. you had an opportunity to visit and see the rookie class firsthand and i think there are a couple different questions i want to ask you as it relates to what went down at mini camp today but the first things first paris johnson jr the big man he's he's rocking a pat tillman jersey out in the valley <laughs> in the community you love to see that he spoke to you guys today 
How did the big man out of Ohio State look? And is he is he the real deal? Because I think he is. He certainly feels like it, right? He's saying all yeah. the right things. He's endearing himself to this uh, the Cardinals fan base with the Tillman jersey, which he said was his fir- the first jersey he's ever bought before. And he oh. told another hilarious like he at first time we talked to him, he told him about how he didn't want a fanboy out in front of yeah. Kyler Murray, and this time he's talking about how he got a Pat Tillman jersey on sale and just kind of went through the entire story, but. You know, Paris Johnson is, I, I think, already winning over the hearts of Arizona Cardinals fans. They're realizing yeah. that this guy is more than just a big-time tackle prospect that he's bringing. He transcends what's going on in the playing field. I think that he's going to be a future leader in this locker room as we watch him. And John Gaines, look at Gaines. What's he doing? Stapping the football? There he is. Look at him get after it. John Gaines and Paris Johnson. Look how nimble the big man is. Uh, just kind of limbering up. I love him so practice. much looking good out there in the number 70 Jersey, but uh, no Paris Johnson jr. So the biggest question is where's Paris Johnson jr. Going to start. Is he going to start right. right away for this organization? It's a, it's a crowded offensive lineman room, right? You're, you're returning. As you mentioned, the bookends on the offensive line for the Cardinals, uh, Kelvin Beecham at right tackle, potentially DJ Humphreys. will see where his health is coming off a back injury at left tackle, Josh Jones at swing, uh, you've also got, you know, you're, you've got Will Hernandez returning, and then you've you've signed a bunch of guys who are to, to veteran minimum deals. But yeah, that's, you know, 14, 15 offensive linemen in that room, and, and nothing from this coaching staff is going to just be given to anybody. We'll see what Paris Johnson's going to do. Uh, Jonathan Gannon was asked about it today, as far as what Paris Johnson's role was going to be. Uh, we had Paris kind of talk about his role as well, and this is what the big man had to say. I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm sort of, um, I feel like my role here is to um, understand the scheme and just as soon as I take the field, they tell me where to go and I'm going to do the best I can, you know? So I think this process, um, I, before I finally landed yesterday here, um, even you know the day before I was working, left guard, the right guard, left tackle, right tackle. So it, it's a matter of, I feel like once the whole team comes back, I'll be more closer to where my future spot would be. But right now I'm not saying where I want to play. I just want to compete to play. So he's saying all the right things. And Jonathan Gannon kind of emphasized when talking about gains or talking about Paris Johnson, or if you're talking about veterans on the roster, like a Zayvon Collins or Isaiah Simmons is that they really emphasize position versatility. And yeah. I know that, you know, coming off the previous regime, especially the, the previous general manager who his favorite utensil was the spork because he loved the versatility instead of just yeah. having a fork and knife and spoon. Yeah. Uh, he was a guy that, you know, he, he loved it, but did, could he deploy it? Could the coaching staff did, didn't know how to deploy it? And, you know, no. Jonathan Gannon tried to, to break that down. But uh, w- with a guy like Johnson, I think it benefits him just to be able to get in there, face some live ammo to start his career, whether it's a tackle position or either the guard spots. Uh, yeah, I to me, I, and we talked about it on yesterday's show, like I, I love the mindset of this front office and this coaching staff, like, hey, go beat DJ Humphreys out. Go beat Kelvin Beecham out. Like that that left guard position kind of feels like a fallback bow because clearly if he went and saddled up at left guard, like he's the best left guard right now, in my opinion, on the team. And I'll be bull. I like I don't really care where he plays the first month. I just I think he needs tackle reps before 2024. I don't want to see him play tackle or excuse me, guard the entire year and then go into the offseason with some uncertainty. I want him to get live ammunition, live reps, 
at tackle, whether it's left or right, before 2024. I'm going to say this right now. This is the most talented offensive line prospect with the biggest upside that the Cardinals have drafted, in my opinion, in 30-plus years. You look at his physical makeup, where he came from collegiately, what he did at the college level, and what he projects to be, and then saying and doing all of the right things on and off the field. This is somebody, as um, Rafa says in the chat, it's a future captain of this team. And I again, I know it's easy during the draft process. We fall in love with prospects. You, you look at everybody's rankings, CBS, ESPN, NBC, whatever, and say, you know, Paris Johnson Jr., he's the 11, 12th best player. Why yeah. are we taking him six overall? I was consistent in my mindset of like, he's the best tackle in this class, and it's a damn good tackle class. We saw all yeah. the tackles that went right after him, and the Cardinals opened those floodgates partially because, Bo, they knew if they didn't trade up to six, they would lose him. And they, it was their premier left tackle prospect. We did you know, our job in the offseason kind of prepping everybody like, hey, they're not in on Will Anderson Jr. This is what they're going to be looking at. They've had this young man in mind for some time. They would have taken him at three. I'm bullish about him. I think we're going to look back, and I know the, the bar is low with both Rod Graves and Steve Kime. But I think Monty Austin Ford, and I don't know what he's going to do from here on out. He's one for one in the first round, in my opinion, without this kid even playing a snap. And I know that puts a lot of pressure on this young man. But talking to him, his collegiate college coach at, at Ohio State, he's he's built for this. He's built for this moment. Played right guard for the Buckeyes. He played left tackle for the Buckeyes. But, you know, he, he's a guy that's very confident in his abilities in, in playing uh, all four spots, you know, outside of center. He's not going to line up at center. But then Gaines, you know, you see Gaines. We showed video. He was a guy that was snapping the football all practice long. It's like you only got two offensive linemen really in this class, this rookie class. It's a very small rookie mini camp. Two offensive linemen were working out together. It's it's interesting. Like there's instant chemistry between Gaines and and, and uh, Paris Johnson Jr. They were both yeah. recruited by the same guy that we talked to in Justin Fry, who's now the offensive uh, assistant head coach for the Buckeyes and offensive line coach and Gaines was out there snapping the football. And, you know, that didn't immediately mean like, Oh, he's the future center. Jonathan Gannon was basically like, we drafted him because he's a guy that can play multiple spots and he's going to play multiple spots. So don't yeah. like buy too much into the fact that he's shooting off, uh, snapping off, you know, hikes to uh, your guy out of uh, Clayton tune out of Houston. Yeah. In, in rookie minicamp. So it's it's really going to be interesting to see how that, well, that goes down. Everybody's running with the fact that he's got a center number and he's playing yeah. center today. I think that that is a bonus if he can play center. I, I think his best position right now is guard. I think playing center as a rookie, especially when you didn't play it a lot at the collegiate level, which, Bo, you've broken down with the snaps at UCLA, that's damn near impossible, right? Yeah. I like the Cardinals. If they get a quality starter on the offensive line in the fourth round, I don't care what position it is. The Cardinals can go out and do their due diligence next year, sign a, sign a center, draft a center. If Gaines plays and he plays well, it doesn't matter if it's center or guard. The Cardinals do not have heir appearance, long-term fixtures at either one of those spots. So I'm yeah. guilty of it as anybody of saying, well, let's just put him at center because that's the hot and sexy trend and they need a center and they've got Will Hernandez and Paris can play guard. Play the guys at the positions that they're comfortable with, that they can play at the highest level, figure everything else out. I, I, yeah. I'm i a hypocrite, and I want to be <laughs> plug and play, but then that's also Steve Kime ask of just like, hey, let's just try to move people around. Nope, play them at their best positions. Right. No, and I think that that's 
you know, they're obviously going to try to ride the line between, you know, capitalizing on these guys, this versatility from, from everybody that they draft, but also figuring out quickly so that they can continue to figure out like the best group going forward and who can yeah. make the impact at each position. Uh, we basically paraphrase what Gannon said as far as gains goes and his versatility. So we won't play that video. Uh, we, we heard from Clayton Toon today I asked him, was he surprised as far as his what his comments were, saying he's the best quarterback in this draft? Uh, I know a lot of people when we were breaking down doing our schedule predictions, they were they wanted to see Tune as QB one while Kyler comes back. Very confident kid. It's interesting what his answer was. Here it was. Um, a little bit, but I mean, I'm confident in who I am and, and how I play, and um, you know, my goal is to just come in here and work. You know, I'm not that type of guy to. You know, try and act like I'm, you know, this and that. But I'm, I'm very confident in, in my abilities, and um, now it's up to me to just come in here and work. And he seemed like to kind of backtrack a little bit. Showed to be a humble kid, but still had that confidence that you want. Said he, you know, when he was asked by Darren Urban as far as you know what he expect, did he have any, you know, expectations as far as what his role is going to be in kind of a wide open quarterback room. You know, he's just said he's he's going to embrace whatever role that is and kind of learn what he needs to learn and make sure that he doesn't put anything like any goals of being QB one while Kyler Murray's out in front of him really develop his his, his maturation and his development. Classy, nasty, tune me up and listen. Like this kid, <laughs> I you know we put unrealistic expectations on him because we overvalue oh, rookies. Laid him under yeah, center. Yeah. I, I that I we tweeted kind of tongue in cheek out. It's like when was the last time we saw that? And I know Cliff ran some under center with with uh, Colt McCoy, but it's a beautiful thing. It, we're back to NFL, you know, hierarchy of of playing real football offensively. Uh, he's a big kid and he moves around really well. Um, now he's going to make some mistakes. I think he should get the bulk of the preseason work. I want to see him out there running around, moving around. This is a kid that. Yes, he's green to the NFL, but he would he play four and a half years at, at Houston. He's a, yeah. he's been a fixture in the college football landscape. Cardinals met with him at the combine, so I, I'm anxious to see what he can do. <laughs> Who's that saying they wouldn't mind if uh, if Tune is better than <laughs> Kyler Murray? I wouldn't be mad if Tune is just better than Kyler Murray. Well, what does that mean though? What does that mean that Tune <laughs> like is Russell Wilson in the preseason? Right. I don't think anybody would mind right. that because he makes no money, but. I, I think we need Kyler Murray to be Kyler Murray and, and Clayton yeah. Tune to be Clayton Tune. Speaking of Kyler Murray, we couldn't get through a press conference. Anytime we get availability with JG, I like to get an update on the Are quarterback. You, oh, you only ask soft questions. I That's, know yeah, that. I, I just lobbed it up to him. And yeah. uh, this is this is an update on Kyler Murray and, and where he is as far as his rehab. Hey, he's doing good. He's doing good. Um, you know, you can ask him about the rehab, but... I know he's making strides, and um, you know, again, I mean, he's 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 a long way away, but um, we don't play for a long time either. So uh, I feel good where he's at. I gave him some hard questions yesterday in a team meeting, and he was on it. Uh, we had some bets if he was going to get it right or wrong, and he got it right. And I took some money from some guys. So, um, and then he got mad that he that he heard somebody bet against him. But uh, he's competitive. He's ultra competitive. He's got fire in his gut, and uh, that's what you want out of your trigger guy. There you go. Kind of made you gasp a little bit when he said he's a long way away, right? And then he said, but we don't play for a long time. He's got fire in his gut. All right. I usually have Let's... that after eating Taco Bell. But other yeah. than that, 
you know, he's got that fiery competitiveness and he's chomping at the bit to come back. Let's let's tease your predict your because you, you got some insight. Let's tease your prediction for Kyler Murray uh and when he's gonna come back. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Third segment on a Friday. Uh, is that cool? Is it are you yeah, cool with that? Yeah. All right. So before we do that, uh speaking of fire in your belly, I've got a hankering for some grub. <laughs> and uh I'm gonna go on a snack run right after the show's over. You know where I'm going, my friends. Oh, it's yeah. okay. Hello. They got the best coffee, beer, snack selection, premium gas, not a premium price. I went and filled up my uh, my new Mazda the other day, and I paid a boom, fraction boom, of money. Yes, right. Uh, you know, got the bucket seats for the kids. They love it. Uh, I filled it up for a fraction of the cost that I did at some of these other local places here in the Copa, and I'm so glad I did with my friends at Circle K. If you're, you're missing out right now, if you're not dabbling with Circle K and PHNX, by the way, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club. Tons of deals and discounts, including buy one, get one free offer of the 32-ounce Polar Pop. Now, I love the Polar Pop. I'm trying to watch my sugar, so I'm going with the unsweetened iced tea double fisting over the course of my workday. You cannot go wrong. Again, text PHNX31310 to join their SMS subscriber club. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find a Circle K nearest to you. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I'm locked and loaded this weekend. I was hoping I would, I would get to watch Game seven, Phoenix Suns. That's not going to be happening, but still going to do my snack run. I'm going to dabble. I'm going to watch some D-backs over the course of Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to do it with my friends at Circle K. Yeah, uh, if you're the Phoenix Suns, you're going to need to go to more furniture and, and replace your mattress because you shit the bed. That's the, the easiest place to replace it. You're going to find a nice mattress. It's going to be comfortable, and it's going to look Can great. I buy a point guard and a center at Circle K, too, on the cheap? That's what we need. Absolutely. Look, it's tough to beat. Doing a Circle K run, get a, a nice cold polar pop, and then coming home into your AC home and plopping down on a comfortable couch or chair for more furniture. They got everything you want. They got limited time door busters. You could get a six-piece reclining sectional armless recliner. It's beautiful. It's graphite color, and you can get it under two grand. You get it at more furniture right now. The bed that the, the sons, they shit their bed, they can get a rough-hewn panel bed. It's brown. It's a queen size for under $500. That's it's a great brown. <laughs> Go to morefurniture.com and make sure you get that white glove delivery because they're going to deliver it for you. They're going to put it exactly where you want. They're going to get rid of all the packing materials. There's not going to be any Swedish you know, directions on how to put it together, and you're sitting there frustrated, and you've got less parts or more parts than you need, and it's not put together well, and it's going to just fall apart. No, the white glove delivery, they, they deliver it, they put it together, and they put it exactly where you want it. Take advantage of that. More furniture and morefurniture.com. All right, Bo okay. knows my opinion on Kyler Murray uh, based on people I talk to and just my gut feeling. I think Kyler Murray's coming back sooner than people think. Uh, I'll put my tentative date of when I think Kyler Murray comes back as the first game in October. I said that with our predictions. I think the Cardinals have to bail water for a couple of games, then K1's back in October. Bo Brock, based on your information, your knowledge, what you can share with us, What's your opinion on Kyler Murray's recovery, and when do you think we'll see him in the 2023 NFL season? Man, that is, it, look, and then I'll come right. Full transparency, I don't have any insight that I'm not sharing with the great folks that that tune into this podcast on, on YouTube or listen to it. Uh, I'd love to see it in the first week in October, but I think going up against San Francisco, that front seven, that could be hazardous to his health. That's just not. That's bad business. 
Uh, I think that week six it, it would be a great time against the Los Angeles Rams, limited pass rush outside of Aaron Donald. I'm going to say week six, October 15th, middle of October, as my Kyler Murray target return date. But look, I think he could also shock us with a way ahead of schedule return as well. And that's just complete, you know, speculation in, in, in really just being optimistic, overly optimistic. I think most fans would sign up for October 16th. I, I think if you put that in front of 100% of Cardinal fans, I think you get 70%, 75% return on, yeah, tune me up, sign me up for that. And whatever happens in the first, what, four games, let's, let's you know, roll the dice, five games. You get Kyler Murray for 12 games this year, that's a successful season in my opinion. That gives you enough momentum into 2024 and maybe allows you to be competitive at the end of this season. I just feel like when I've seen Kyler Murray um, on and off the field, in training videos, the, the fact that he is a freak athlete, which I think allows him to have a freak return recovery timeline, even though Jonathan Gannon told us to our baseball, they're going to use, and you know, he didn't say this, but with in so many words, they're going to use the kid gloves. They're going to wait, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because it was a non-contact injury. It's a move he made all the time. I, I just, something tells me that the fact that they did not go out and get a proven quarterback, they could still go out and dabble, but you signed Jeff Driscoll. Like, what are you doing? You might right. as well play Clayton Toon or Colt McCoy. And maybe it is Colt McCoy in week one, but, I, I would be shocked if it's if it's October and Kyler Murray's not playing at State Farm Stadium. And I think that's going to just give a jolt to this fan base and you are basically evening the playing field. And I also believe Kyler Murray has never been as motivated in his amateur and professional life than he is right now to come back and be with his teammates. He is at the facility constantly, constantly. And I think, I mean, we're in May right now. The season is six months away, five or six months away. That's a long time. That's a long time for Kyler Murray to lift weights, train, learn the playbook, get right. And I think they start cranking it up late August, early September, and they see where things go. Yeah, I I love these answers in the chat. Uh, Talk about fire in your gut. You know, C-level saying K1 versus Burrow and the Bengals. Mark your calendar. I'd love to see that. That would be great. You know, you've got the 2019 first overall pick versus the 2020 first overall pick. Uh, that would add fuel to the fire, some good bulletin board material because yeah. everybody likes to pit that really solid class with with Burrow and Tua and Herbert versus just the Kyler Murray class, right? And, and Kyler's got to do some heavy lifting as far as that goes. I like what Jose's saying. He's saying, and M, one of our, our loyal listeners, M said this to him in one of our Twitter replies saying Dallas, you know, he's got it circled, right? He's, he's always thrown shade or just outright kind of, uh, that'd be, that'd be incredible. Like F Dallas about his hometown team. Basically. I'd love it. I'd love it. Jose. I'd love to see him go against it. Rafa says week six, also easy game and no rush for Kyler. Uh, Marcus, uh, he says, I I say by the f- our first division game with San Francisco, K1 will be back with a vengeance. Um, so interesting. I, there, there are a couple variables, and I asked Jonathan Gannon about this today. I kind of forgot about it. Do, when we were watching the Super Bowl, and both teams were slip sliding around, I asked if there was any discussion about upgrading the field turf, the State Farm Stadium. The and turf so, god? Yeah, the turf god. Uh I asked him if, the, if if he knew any like if they were upgrading it or not. He said he didn't he didn't know anything. I would I would assume that, and you would have to think uh, when you look at the Cardinals' schedule 
Uh, and you don't have to pull it up, Sean, but you know, against New York, against Dallas, you know, what that turf looks like, what it looks like in the preseason. I, I think I've seen turf God relegated to the Maricopa Little League fields here in Maricopa. <laughs> Look, I think the turf- Super Bowl, if if the the <laughs> close to 90-year-old turf god wasn't just retired anyway, that game retired. That was the most unbelievable storyline that they're like trotting <laughs> this guy out. He's been doing this forever. And then there was like, it was overwatered. It's not my fault. That poor guy. Maybe, yeah. maybe have somebody who's not, you know, in their elderly stages, manager field, but uh, I don't Why? know. Yeah, I think, well, I think the elder, like senior citizens are elite gardeners. Now that nineties though, <laughs> in your nineties, my grandfather's in a home and he's 94. I love him to death. He's very oh, with it, but he, he could, could not he handle can, he can make sure your garden is rid of all its weeds and no. it just at a he has a mode of garden in about 20 years. <laughs> he's those and that he that's his preference, by the he's way. He's got a he, PhD. He, they got people that do that for him. He's, he's this a is not what's that movie just because that? of his age. With the Grant, this is not Grand Torino, Graham Torino movie <laughs> with Clint Eastwood. This is different. He's got two green thumbs, Johnny. That's right. Turf God, we we wish you well, just like Kyler Murray. We wish all you well on Mother's Day this weekend. If you don't have plans, may I may I suggest dabbling with some unconventional yet fun nonetheless Mother's Day brunch with our friends at Octane Raceway and Maverick. So I'm I'm hopeful that my wife's so gonna smoke do mom around the track. We're going to do a, a little breakfast brunch action on Sunday, and then I might take a hard right turn on the raceway to Octane Raceway in Maverick. Half off mimosas. She loves that. Until 2 p.m., you get a free $10 game card with every brunch purchase. We don't even watch our kids. Some mimosas and then That's smoke true. around the track. Is that what you're saying? It's like for, for people like me, we don't have anybody watch their to watch their kids. It's just like, where can we go where we can have a good time as adults, but also, you know, just let our kids have a good time as well. Run wild. Do it at Octane Raceway in Maverick. Plus, if, if you're not familiar, all moms this, this Sunday get a free axe throwing and a free race with a paid guest. So my wife would love to throw an axe, maybe at my head, but we're going to settle for a target instead. That's at Octane Raceway in Maverick. There's nothing like it in the Valley in all seriousness. We love going there. PHNX crew staff loves going there. If you were at their Cinco de Mayo party, it was off the chain. They had $5 margs. UFC 288 last weekend I heard was fantastic. Book some fun this spring into the summer with our friends at Octane Raceway and Maverick. Again, kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag. I mentioned the axe throwing. They've got bowling, arcade, food and drinks. Tons of fun. If you're thinking to yourself, I just want to go and have everything and dabble on everything you can imagine, check out OctaneRaceway.com and Maverick.com to learn more. Yeah, the elderly elite as far as how they handle their garden, their home and yeah. garden and ax throwing. That's just two things that they're legit at. Uh, you know, I was, I was a little downtrodden yesterday, actually going into this morning. I woke up because yeah. I knew I'd done something terrible. Okay. I left my shady rays at the Cardinals facility yesterday. And I was like, okay. Oh no. I was just like, I was just chalking them up as an L right. I, I think yeah. as far as glasses go, I've lost every single pair of glasses I've ever owned that I like, sure. I am undefeated as far as that goes. And that's unfortunate, but my good my good pal Tyler Drake, Arizona Sports, picked him up, turned him into the old lost and found. Wow, I have my Shady Rays, but just in case, I'm going to ShadyRays.com. I'm taking advantage of the best deal of the season using the code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs. You got to get in on this because, of course, the sun is out there beating down on us here in the Valley of the Sun. And the only way to get away from that, protect your eyes, 
getting some beautiful Shady Rays, some great glasses at a great price. I've got some maybe bigger brand name glasses that are just collecting dust uh, somewhere because I lose all of them. Uh, Shady Rays, they, they are num number one seed glasses in my house, and they're going to continue to be. I bought my kid a pair. I bought my wife a pair. Uh, and you need to buy a couple pairs for yourself. ShadyRays.com. Use that code PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs, polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself what 250,000 people are giving five stars. ShadyRays.com. Uh, absolutely love to see that. Uh, my wife complimented my Shady Rays the other day, tried to steal my pair. I said, no, I gave her the old LT stiff arm. <laughs> um, and I, I lost my, my pair before Shady Rays, the pair that I will not speak of from a name yeah. brand at ikea and i knew i had ordered some shady rays and i just couple mistakes go, there i didn't even go look right yeah i'm like you why don't want more furniture right why am i not at more furniture <laughs> why am i at ikea and then now i have my shady rays they're basically glued to my physique my body we've had a phenomenal <laughs> week here on phnx cardinals thank you for all who have tuned in tuned in to our phnx cardinals uh, schedule release show. If you're one of those 200 plus that was with us live, you got the schedule before anybody else. No big deal. Solid flex. We got a banner off season coming up for the Redbirds. I still think Bo Brock, there are a couple sneaky signings on the way for the Arizona Cardinals. We're seeing now with the Darius Smith trade that the trade market may be up and running. So again, keep it locked in PHNX Cardinals yeah. podcast, wherever you get your podcast, like, and subscribe, leave us a five-star Bo. Big, big key there. Like this video. I see just th yeah. 32 likes out there. We appreciate anybody that likes these, but I know we can do a little bit better. Uh, let's just throw us a token like. We'd appreciate that. Uh, and, and just a, a solid week by everybody in the chat. As always, give yourself a like uh, here on this video. We appreciate everything from everybody. Uh, great work by Sean behind the scenes today. Great work all week from Emma and the entire crew here at PHNX Sports. Look, a tip of the cap to our friends over at PHNX Suns. A phenomenal season, despite the dud that the team dropped uh, to end that series. But we a know about that. Season by, by our friends Saul, Espo, Lindsay, and Gerald, Jacques Lindell, Eddie Johnson, Shane, and Emma behind the scenes, everybody that made that show go all season long and all the way through uh, the Western Conference semifinals. Incredible. Just uh, unfortunate how it ended. But uh, they got more stuff headed your way. It's going to be a spicy offseason, just like we've had here at PHNX Cards. You got to keep it subscribed here to PHNX Sports on YouTube. We're back on Monday. Everybody have a great weekend. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. Take care.